language in this show may be too harsh for young listeners. In other words, we still struggling with our cussing. You're listening to Psycho Music Theology, a podcast where music touches the mind and heals the soul. I am one of your co-hosts, the guy that doesn't know anything about hip-hop, Sheldon Moss, along with the dude that is always secure about his opinion, Michael Nelson. YKK on your zipper. And of course, the <laughs> professor, Maurice Moss. What's up? I got it on take two, though. I got take two. I got, I got the reference that time. <laughs> Well, hey, man, we got uh, somebody decide to come back and hang out with us and, you know, vibe on a little something with us. I know she has a quotable Miss Samara. What's hey. happening with it? Hey. So what's your quotable today? What's my... Uh, <laughs> you going to put on the spot. My, my quote? What's your quotable for today? My quotable. Speeches only reaches those who already know about it. <laughs> All right now. There it is. All right now. Okay, that's she came up with that on the spot. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's one good. of the deep ones. Yeah, yeah. She ready that's down. a deep cut. <laughs> because that's what I feel for Outkast. I hear you. All right, all right. Well, you know what? Since, you, you know, we're going to go ladies first today. Thank you. You know, so uh, you've been, you been vibing on something lately? Actually, um, Brother Matros, Matros Cunningham, who I know you guys yeah. know, oh, yeah. he put me up on the Internet's new album. Oh, yeah. The Hive, yeah. which is excellent so i have had that in my ear for the past week and a half or so i love it i'm I'm an instrument type of girl i like bands i like horns i like guitars and that's one of the big reasons why i really like the internet Mm -hmm. also um i like the lyrics i like the it gave me a little bit of a prince vibe a -hmm. couple songs that i heard Mm -hmm. off of the hive and of course he didn't tell me but when I heard Big Rube on a track, it was the right day. I, I literally got teary-eyed when I heard that song because I was kind of going through. So hearing Big Rube, Big Rube. on that track, it yeah. just it did okay. it for me. So that and also another friend of mine hipped me to something on YouTube that I've been checking out for the past week. Daryl's house. Are any of you guys familiar yeah. with that? Oh yeah, we've talked about that. Okay, before. well how come I'm the last person? <laughs> Didn't nobody think to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> so who did you see? OJ's. That's the first one. I saw the OJ's. I saw Smokey and CeeLo. CeeLo. I seen CeeLo was my first one. OJ's was my first one. The OJ's were cool. They 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 were cool. I agree with them. Daryl needs an afro all day. Yeah. It's it that you know that harkens back to a lot of the times we talk about how you know musicians you just amazed at how little access and how little opportunity they take to um uh collaborate with their heroes Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like you know you could imagine the music being so much better and so many other things if you would like mail these like new artists who are like really really soulful and good with like some of the old artists mm. and all the new stuff that they could create i agree yeah it would be dope yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe daryl hall and uh cardi b <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well not that 
I'm He's not mad at Cardi. Shoot. I'm not mad at Cardi. I thought, I, I, I thought know, I'd we stretch like Cardi B. We like Cardi B. I'm not B mad at Cardi B. Yeah. Make your paper. That yeah. is always <laughs> my comment. That's why we like her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad at her. We did Cardi B around. Yeah. She knows her lane, and she's she's staying staying in it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, she's really... When she started doing gospel music, then I'll be concerned. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to change her life around one day. She can change her life around. Just don't try to sing. Just don't sing about it. Yeah, just don't sing about it. Just don't have Cardi B and Shirley Caesar on the track. Word. (laughs) (laughs) Potatoes, tomatoes, and bodak. (laughs) These is bloody shoes. Potatoes, greens, jeans. These is bloody shoes. (laughs) Right. None of that, please. Yeah, nah. Let's not. Please don't do that. Let's not. Don't do that. Nobody. He had bloody hands. No, no, no. You giving too many ideas out now. You know what? You giving out too many. No, no. Stop. You know what? This going viral. Stop. 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 Don't. Don't do that. The blood came dripping down. Don't do it. Don't. Don't. Mm-hmm. No, man. Don't do that. He don't, had don't, bloody thorns. <laughs> don't do Jesus like that. <laughs> that's that's not a tangent that we want to go off on. No, right, we can climb back out that rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. don't do that. Don't do that. Ooh, don't it's do rougher that. right here. It's gonna get rougher right here in a no, minute. Don't do it. Don't do it, man. Oh, man. Well, we already know what you've been on, Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Uh, I I said I wasn't listening to anything new on a on a previous show, but I did see. Um, Badu uh, has a tiny desk, desk concert mm. that she just did. Uh, yes, and she was really good. I hadn't heard. I hadn't her seen do, it yet. But was it I by herself it. or was it with that? Was I thought it was? She had I three other it. musicians with. Oh, okay. Her. She okay. had three other musicians with. Her. I don't know. She she said their names, but I don't remember them. But I hadn't heard her do um, the. Uh, I don't know the name of it. The my eyes are green. I hadn't mm-hmm. heard her do that one in a while. Mm-hmm. And that Green was Eyes. Green Eyes. I hadn't heard her do that one in a while. It was good to hear her do that one. She's still, her live performance, I just, she just really, she does She does a lot with the live performance. And you looking good? Where you going? <laughs> Look at how cute. <laughs> well, this is a podcast, so give us some context. <laughs> I, I actually, I recently listened to you guys podcast of mama's gun and i really enjoyed it and i really agree with um your your synopsis of uh of mama's gun oh yeah okay yeah i yeah. forgot we did that show yeah yeah, yeah. That, that was a good show that was the show that we were supposed to be doing something else it yeah. turned yeah. into a mama's gun yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah i forgot what right. were we supposed to be doing that day? i don't even remember but, but it, it just turned, turned I don't even know if that show got done. I, well, I don't know. No. I forget what the beginning day. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. No, we had previously st- was going to do yeah. talk about something else. Right, and yeah. I forget too. Yeah, yeah that's what that's an important about? album. It really is. Very. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. an important album. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's 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 what I was listening to. What's up, Mike? You know Besides what? Besides these bloody shoes. Bloody thorns. I don't want the, it. I'm rebuking it. The, I'm, uh, I'm do- yeah, I don't want that. I don't know what the other day. Oh, I know. I had a I had a show idea and I didn't uh, um I didn't flesh it or I was getting ready to start fleshing it out. And we'll talk about it later. But I listened to um uh original musicarium the other day. Like the last two days I've been <clears> listening to it. Excellent album. And I just I'm you know, I I don't know if I just started listening to it differently or for whatever reasons. I guess because of the show. Sometimes we start hearing things differently. I've had that album probably since it came out. Do I do was the single that they released for that record 
original. Mm-hmm. So that was round eighty five, maybe. It was yeah. It was elementary, junior high. I guess we could look that up if yeah. we needed to. But yeah. um, I I didn't realize it was sequenced the way that it is. And what I mean by that is, is like it's not like half a second between songs. Like you know how you you listen to an album. And then, you know, after it dies down, you know, you might have like a whole second and a half or something mm-hmm. between songs, like second and a half or whatever. Mm. And this one just has like a half a second between each song. So it's like you coming off of this, you know, you're listening to uh, 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 I Wish, you know, and then it just as soon as you coming down, I from never it, thought about that, but you're exactly it right. It pops right into you. Don't have time you know, to really soak in what you really. Yeah, you know, it's to. just like I was like, and and you know what? And it's like it's like it keeps you like moving. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you don't get to come down from anything, and mm-hmm. then and then it's like no bad songs on the record. You know, maybe one. What's like it? I don't like Frontline. I never uh, liked that I'm song. I'm trying to remember how but that <clears throat> I don't know why that one popped into my head. But there's like no bad songs. Mm-hmm. So like every time you like, you know, you hear that horn line from I Wish and then it fades away and then you're like, whew. And then like the next song <laughs> pops you back. you like, then like Superstition comes on or something like that. Yeah. And I just never realized how it was sequenced. And I don't know if the actual album is sequenced that way. But it's like that digitally. Mm-hmm. And I think that I don't know if that's the CD because I, I I think I have it on CD. I know I have it on vinyl, but I was listening to it like through title, I think it was. I was mm. listening to it the other day. But it was it's actually like it was actually it's two, three. Yeah, it's a double CD. Oh, I thought it was three. I think it's three. It's three albums. Three LPs. Yeah, okay. It's three albums. Okay. Yeah, and then it's a double CD. I, I've never no, seen the CD. I, I, no, it's I, not. I, it's I, a double it's album. It's a double, album. double mm-hmm. CD. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I know anyway, it's a lot of music. Anyway, and so I meant to go home and pull out the both the you know to see if it was sequenced that way. And I don't know why I'm talking about the sequencing, but I mean I guess I know why because of the way it, it is sequenced and the music comes out that it's just like steady driving and it's really hard. And I really enjoyed that, and I don't know that I've heard anything else. I can't I can't find another record in my head, my musical file head that's like that. Mm. You know, so anyway, but that's what I've been listening to. Original music aquarium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I um <clears throat> I watched uh Nile Rogers on Netflix, his mm-hmm. little show he had on there. Docu- it's not really a documentary per se, but he kinda gives some background in the beginning of his life, uh how he's strategically skipped school for I think ninety something days, seventy something days and all this stuff here and wow. um um, I did not know that he's uh, worked for Luther Vandross uh, in his early days as one of his uh, musicians. And you remember the song Everybody Dance mm-hmm. by uh, Sheik? Well, that's Luther singing background, and he is the uh, he he's the music director for the group. I mean, for the singing part okay. of it, whatever. So <clears throat> after listening to it, man, he talked about how he had. Been on drugs, all these, all the functioning drug addict, and you know, for uh, <laughs> which is probably half the musicians in the 80s, 70s, and yeah. 80s, yeah. And then, you know, he's been sober for 23 years. Man, he's still playing the same guitar. You look at it, it's, I mean, it's got some age and time on it, you know, it's just, uh, but it's not, I mean, 
you know, guitar is a guitar. You have know, you read his bio? I have not read I'm it I'm surprised yet. you haven't read his bio. I haven't read that it's one good. yet. Is it? Yeah, remember we read that? Yeah, it was good. It's a good bio. And, and our old book club. Oh, y'all had the, oh, the book club. Yeah, y'all the read that in the book club? club. Read his, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, we read his bio. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, should, you should read that. Yeah, it's, you'd like It's it. really about, and, and Samara, you would enjoy it too because it's like, it's like a book about business. You know, it's just oh, yeah, it really, it yeah. really mm. is a book about business more than as as much it is about his life story, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean his story as a artist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, Nile is Nile is deep. Yeah. What was the name of that book? I, I can't think remember. of the name of it. I can't think of it. <laughs> but on the, you know watching it, you know they they're uh, rehearsing for a show that mm-hmm. they're doing in a studio. And they're, you know, going through the motions of, you know, saying everybody clap their hands, blah, 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 and all that. And, man, they, they're tight. The new band he has got. I didn't even know that the bass player, Bernard, had died. A long time ago. Yeah. He'd been dead a while. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's been a whole lifetime since they were. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, because uh, Lafreak came out in 70. Right. But 77? Yeah, I mean, they were, they were somewhere. disco artists. Right. So, yeah, they were they were big in disco. Right. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's been a it's, whole lifetime. Yeah, it's not shocking. But to, to your point, I'm glad you brought Luther up. Mm-hmm. You know, Luther's uh, discography. Most people don't know where Luther came from. You know, he was he was a heavy he was a heavy hitter in the background background vocal mm-hmm. scene uh, for a long time right. before he hit. And so, you know, that that his story will probably give a lot of people some good encouragement about, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh perseverance and stand yeah, yeah. stand, stand on your yeah. Uh, yeah, stand on Sticking your grind. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. That would that would probably be a good good story to tell. We should do a show about Luther. You know what he we need to show show him some love. You we know. should we should do a show about Luther. Oh, we yeah, really man. should because he has a he has a pretty interesting. Does he have story. a book out? I don't know. I don't think so. It's not a book and out. We're not really either. good at reading books and talking about because <laughs> we have we're, two. We're, that we've we been still trying. We've been finished. trying to finish. There's out, a book know. in the queue. Yeah, Ma- two. Maybe two. if tomorrow reads it, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. like okay. okay. No, we have we're, two books. Okay. In the queue. Give me a title. I got you. What My life with earth, wind, and fire, and then okay. the other one, the uh, uh, the book about the heavy oh, metal, the heavy yeah, metal girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Psh, I don't know. That's My right. mom in this work. Whatever. Yeah. I, yeah, I need to get up on Audible. Yeah, you're right because you can finish those while you're in your car. Yeah, but I I forget I finished that last one because I gave you the book, right? I have the book, yeah, and I yeah, read. Yeah. I think I got three fourths of the way through. Why am I here? I think is the name. I think of that's it. it. Yeah. That's like it. That, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Speaking of documentaries, uh, what the, are you doing here? What are you doing? Yeah. Here? Um, Doobie Brothers. Mm-hmm. I watched the Doobie Brothers documentary the other night. I only got halfway through. It. What was it what on? Was it on? Uh, Access TV, oh, okay. one of them crazy channels. Down that at channel the has a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. down at the bottom. That's <laughs> what I call it. Their Stevie Ray Vaughan documentary was excellent. But uh, I mean, you know, Michael McDonald didn't start out in the Doobie Brothers, right? And his story is really interesting from from where he came from because I think he's from St. Louis, Chicago. Maybe David Sanborn's from St. Louis, and he's from Chicago. One of them, and then he just kind of gravitated over to the west coast and became part of the doobie brothers after like the third second or third album so you know the the fact that he kind of changed their sound you know they were this group and then they turned into this group with michael mcdonald that's a pretty interesting story Mm -hmm. and also 
speaking of documentaries, I didn't watch it, but I recorded it. We talked about a black rock group from Detroit called Death. Mm-hmm. They have a documentary on. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. I haven't. I recorded it so I could watch it. Have you? Did you? Mm-hmm. Have you ever yeah, seen that? It's good. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. Right. Okay. So it's really good. I am no longer speaking of documentaries. You can move on. Now. <laughs> but hey, you know the sh- today's show is uh, uh it's all about our guest. They can't decide to come and hang out with us again. You know she uh is all things our cast all day every day all, all day in day all day every day. You know so so we we met samara at uh, a, a party we frequent called bring your own vinyl uh-huh. yeah and it's once a month you come and you get to be a dj for a day or for a few minutes about 10 15 10 or 15, 10, 15 minutes. minutes and i believe if i remember correctly the first song i heard her play mm-hmm. was probably i think it was miss jackson it was an outcast song. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's but I'm thinking the, it was Miss mm-hmm. Jackson. She and I was it. like, yo, the sister playing Miss Jackson. Yeah, she going to give you some outcast every yeah. time she put her put yeah. the needle down, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, before she hit. I think, you I, ain't never heard of DJ Mario? I think she opened up with Miss Jackson. Yeah, man. So talk to us about it. So I love outcast. We've established that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played Miss Jackson yet because okay. I don't remember it being there. Okay. Um, one of my last vinyl purchases, actually my birthday purchase, I got Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music on vinyl. Oh, I was wow. just through the roof. That was yeah, and, um, that's a good pickup. Actually, the first time I got to play it was last time I saw you, Sheldon, last time I was there. Yeah. But um, I used to make mixed CDs because I'm a DJ in my own mind, I always have been. Um, In every CD that I have ever made, be it fast, slow, in between, will always have an Outkast song on there because they have a song that will fit any mood. And I feel like their music is timeless. So that definitely spilled over into me in my little mini DJ world. Any set I will play will always have an Outkast song on a set list just because they're dope as hell and they deserve to be on every yeah, playlist yeah, yeah, in my yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah, man. When I, I saw her, she had a little little uh, uh some little records with her and she mm-hmm. then they thing I know I heard was what's that song called? Uh Spitting This Game, da 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love it. For for <laughs> me, outcast came along when I was in high school. So you know, high school junior or sophomore senior year you know that that's your shit so whatever you into at that point Mm -hmm, in time mm -hmm. tends to really stick with you so that's when um southern playlistic cadillac music came out which actually was um was that the player's ball that was a christmas song who would ever think that that was a christmas song but i love the way they talk about that on that documentary that they did on netflix so for me my draw to them was the fact that it didn't sound like a lot of the hip hop that was out. Love the hip hop from then because at that point you've got Pac, you've got Biggie, maybe that not that heavy, but um, you know you got a Tribe Called Quest, Leaders of the New School. That's the mm-hmm. type of stuff we listen to. So I heard Outkast, and it was this whole other Southern 
sound but once again the draw for me was the music part of it you heard a band you heard noise Mm -hmm. i mean not noise you didn't hear just noise you heard horns trumpets all that good stuff and they were just fly as hell and they had awesome rhymes it was Mm -hmm. something you can flow to so for me that did it and then with them coming out with at aliens it it just got better and better and better for me um i definitely think that they are an unsung group i hate to hear people say that outcast broke up or when they getting back together and then i feel like i'm them even though i don't know them and i ain't talked to them i'm like who told you they broke up they never said they broke up who said they broke up I, I did say that? that they did not break no they did not they break up. right i'm like stop saying they broke up they that's what you said up. they they have just evolved as humans and as creative individuals and that's another thing i like about them they are unapologetically who they are and you know, my I nigga think, just went to do a little acting. Right. Yeah. I think that's a very important point <laughs> because it really speaks to we always have this conversation about the substance of music that's being put out. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put out an album every year. You don't have to put out an album every two years. And especially when you have money, do do the music when it when it hits you. And buy the owls in the meantime. Yeah. Buy- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play with owls. Do and raise your kids. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. Big Boy actually has been pretty prolific though as a solo yes. artist. He's yeah. been putting out some some and, really unsung hip hop music. And he's uh and he's and he's and he's steadily touring. So yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, I think didn't he have maybe not? I want to say he had a residency in Vegas, but I don't. Maybe he was just touring through there a lot, and I don't. Maybe it wasn't a residency, but I think. uh you write about that and the thing about andre um that i find kind of interesting more than anything else and i think i heard big boy say this that he just gets on tracks when he feels it mm-hmm. you know it's just like he doesn't he doesn't necessarily have to flood the market with his voice and then when he drops something he gets on a song and he drops these lyrics you like oh shit yeah mm-hmm. you know you just like you know, I've been missing this for a minute, you know, because like uh, uh, without a doubt, Tribe Called Quest was always my favorite hip hop group. Well, I have one A and one B and that's Tribe and the Roots. And on the Tribe's last album, Andre showed up and he hadn't been on anything in like years. You know, it had been three, four or five years since you heard. I think Outcast tried to go on that. Was it Coachella? Yeah, something like that. The Coachella tour thing. Mm-hmm. And it really just kind of didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Andre showed up on a Rick Ross song, I think it <laughs> That's was. That's it. That's it. He showed up on a Rick Ross song, and he kind of apologized to uh, <laughs> Big Boy. He was like, yo, I know I fucked that tour. <laughs> yeah. I just, I wasn't there. I just, yep. it, I just was not there. And then you didn't hear from him again almost until... Or I didn't hear anything him do again until the Tribe album. He did a T.I. song, too. That, mm-hmm. Was yeah. that on the T.I. song, or was it the mm, Rick Ross sorry. song? Sorry. That was the T.I. song. No, he did a T.I. song and a Rick Ross song. Okay. Mm, he did both of them. I, I, rem- I, I, I do know mm-hmm. that he did both, so it yeah. must have been in between, between that. Mm-hmm. And then he showed up on a Tribe record, and it was like, he ought to just join tribe you know it was just like he belonged in that space mm-hmm. but i have never heard him on a record big boy either on a record where they didn't fit yeah. and they've done quite a bit of 
they've run the gamut of musical yeah. styles that mm-hmm. they've delved in and out of. Yeah. So that's what I like. But I like what you said about the music because we were having, we had a, uh, our whole, uh, the hip hop conversation where we had the guests on the show and something clicked to me when they were on the show about what moves people related to hip hop and how you get an entry into hip hop. And they were clearly all about East Coast and wordplay East Coast rappers. And, it, you know, everybody has their preference, but, I mean, I think a lot of people would not even have had a real, real love for hip-hop had it not been for uh, Outkast and the production. The production. The out, the organized noise. Underrated. The pro- yeah, the production behind that. And how that all of those bands like UGK and Outkast and uh, T.I., all of those people with that Southern sound, a lot of people would not even have uh, been, you know, checking for a lot of hip hop without that. A lot of southern yeah. hip hop, yeah. yeah. Without and they, what organized noise brought to the table, yeah. yeah. They have a outro. I don't know what CD it is, but they're actually playing the recording from an award show that they ran, uh, uh, that they won. And Andre's at the end, like the music is trying to cut them off, but Andre's like, you know, this is the South. We got something to say. Y'all not trying to hear us in here. And in that time. Uh, southern southern rappers they didn't get no love not not like yeah, that but yeah. they not organized noise the made yeah. them yeah. pay attention and mm-hmm. they truly changed the game yeah. for rap especially yeah. southern rap yeah i think outcast kind of birthed i mean it was like some of these rappers that were out i think scarface is probably one of the more important southern rappers with regard to uh entry into the hip-hop space Mm -hmm. you know and then you know you have you have like outcast and ti and they kind of just brought that whole thing full circle and so you can't talk about southern hip-hop right now with and i don't think ever really without mentioning outcast as being kind of in the forefront of that Mm -hmm. because and not not only because and, and and not because they were you know the foundation as much is that they made it a lot more accessible, mm-hmm. you know? It, 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 and then, and then at that time they brought back kind of a style that had been kind of going away, where they were like, you got, you know, two MCs and a yeah. DJ, and they were kind of playing off of each other, mm-hmm. and that kind of style, which is like a, a, a foundation of hip hop, kind of was going away, mm-hmm. and I can't think of too many other hip-hop groups after outcast where it kind of worked you know what i mean mm-hmm. just yeah. that that, mm-hmm. that back and forth off of each other mm-hmm. rhyming you know i say yeah. this and then you say that and then we just kind of get yeah. you know we get to the the chorus together and it's you know i think that kind of disapp- it, it pretty much has disappeared from hip-hop but i think they were like one of the last groups to mm-hmm. make that work hmm. that yeah. I, can think of. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a, one of the reasons why they did so well is because like somebody mentioned before everybody staying in their lane they understood what their strength was they understood what their gift was the dj did not want to rap the <laughs> rapping one trying to be a dj you know they do they, all in the video yeah <laughs> So I, I think that's one of the biggest reasons for their success is because <laughs> they never tried to do what they weren't supposed to do. They understood what they were good at and they they rolled off of that. Nowadays, everybody wants the name and lights. Everybody yeah. want to be up front. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, want to be the it. And that's why stuff isn't working is because 
nobody wants to work together. And they were clearly outcast as a group versus, you know, one and then the other mm-hmm. until the uh, double album. Yeah. And um, I, don't, I don't, it took me a while to get to the double album. I immediately How got so? it. I How so? I immediately got it. Because I, I didn't understand, I didn't understand, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me roll it back. I like, I like the music. Mm-hmm. I liked both albums. I I never not liked both albums. I didn't understand the point of the double album. I didn't, you know, it was like, it was almost like we owe LaFace a record. So instead of going off doing our own things like we really want to, we'll just do, you do your thing, we'll do our thing, we'll turn them in together, and then we'll just call it one album. Like they're trying to get out of the, like they were trying to be done with LaFace. But but did, did you like, but you said you liked the album. I like huh? both of them. I just didn't understand why they did it that way. Yeah. I understand the point of being uh, individuals because they were, they were individuals, mm-hmm. you know, by the time, um, you know, B.O.B. came out, uh, yeah. they were like, they weren't, they were two different people yeah. you know mm-hmm. andre was like An- andre. <laughs> and you can see it in the video <laughs> you can see it. You know, big they boy were, was they big were boy visually was a pimp. they were visually different people yeah. you know yeah. big boy was a pimp yeah. and andre had been uh had been looking in erica badu's eyes too long <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he was walking around with yeah. crochet pants <laughs> on. Okay. so Yandere. you know they were clearly two different people at that point they were clearly going a different way and so <laughs> I just, I almost wanted them to do a final album and then do Speaker Box and The Love Below. You know, and I, and, and again, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't have any bad things to say about though, though, though that, that the box, I mean, the double album, because I like, I, I, I loved both of them. I just felt like, where's the last out? Al- where's, where's the, where's, they were, you know, you they closure. weren't broken up. You wanted some closure. Right. They weren't broken up, but I wanted a last outcast album. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I haven't gotten it yet. I haven't gotten a last well, outcast. Well, that's because they haven't broken up. I don't I don't <laughs> I It's see. not it's not it's not even that they break up, but maybe they just <laughs> stop recording as outcast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like some people just they you know, they just get to the end. They're not broken up or anything. They just get to the end. Like the Beatles. And I think that, well, they broke up. But I'm just saying. But I mean, I don't even feel like they're at the end as a, as a duo. Mm. I mean, and the reason why I say that is because you you move in your own space as, mm. a, as an artist. And at some point, those paths may cross again where they just go, hey, let's do this. I, and okay. it won't be anything monumental. It'll just be like, hey, let's get back in and let's start doing this, yeah. this, and this. And it'll be something... That you know that they've, but it's been Speaker Box. That album came out in '02. So you're saying that? So, so it's been. So you're saying years. that the people that really considered them to be a group are just that, those are just holdouts that yep. you're not facing reality. No, I'm just saying I want them to finish <laughs> finish recording. Look, I, I'm I'm holding out. My, I've transferred my hope from Lauren Hill to Outkast's last album. I figured it was it was much better energy put there. I, I'm gonna change my holdouts. My hold. I'm gonna put different people with my holdouts. Yeah, status. right, yeah, that's a right, right. Yeah. Now, do you guys know that Andre actually recorded and released a couple songs this year? 
Yes. Right. And I, I didn't know that. One of them, no, I didn't know. the one where it's just him solo is like, what, 13 minutes long? Mm. It's just him playing his, the keys. It's one about his mother, when, mm-hmm. oh, about his mother for Mother's him Day or something like that. And I forget the guy who yeah. you, James Blake. James Blake. James yeah, Black. He, he James did a lot. Blake. James Blake did some stuff on um, uh, Beyonce's um, last album. Mm-hmm. He's like this guy out of Europe, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah his, his music's yeah. actually pretty cool. Yeah, he's I can interesting. Dig he it. does a lot of good stuff. So so Andre did some stuff with him? Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he okay. did a song where James, I believe James Blake is doing the majority of the vocals, and he's doing the keys in the background. And, the and see, that's what I mean. I mean, that's keys. that's where Andre is. And then Big Boy is still Sir Lucius. He is all day <laughs> Sir Lucius <laughs> left foot, baby. But one with day, owls. But I mean, there's, no, there's nothing that says that that won't. You know, yeah. in, in and I don't think that point. I don't I, uh, I am one of those ones who doesn't think that, you know, like I, as happy like when Tribe and when when Q-Tip and Fife kind of broke up. Well, they actually <laughs> broke up because they fell out. Well, they was not I know, they were not getting along when they put the when they when they put their last album together. I wasn't I was surprised, but I wasn't shocked that it existed. You know what I mean? I was surprised that it happened when it did. But and I was also happy it happened when it did because he died during the recording. But I wasn't sh- I wasn't shocked that they put a you know that they still because you know they were still kind of friendly or whatever, and they still had something to say. They were still that. But I'm just saying I'm I'm still waiting on the Outcast album. I'm just still waiting. And then uh, but you know 15 years after. <laughs> It's yeah. been 15 years. I give it to yeah. you. Yeah. As their it's official representative, it's coming. Okay. Okay. I'm Just be you. patient. I'm with you. <laughs> so, 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 okay. So that means, you know, uh, uh, the song, the song that you played was, uh, she comes on with two dope boys in a Cadillac. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's, that's a jam that she played mm. on the first mix that I heard. Yeah. Her. So with that being said, have you ever had the opportunity to meet them? I actually have. It was awesome. It was an awesome night. Look, don't think the wrong way. Now, let me hurry up and clean that up. So <laughs> it wasn't no wait a minute. It wasn't no groupie situation. Me, no, <laughs> no. Let me hurry up and clean this up. Um, Big Boy performed at a show. It had to be about two thousand and eight ish, something like that, down at the W Hotel. Went to the after party with my home girl. We're leaving from um, getting our car from valet. We drive past Big Boy. He's standing at the curb by himself. Being the girl I am, I'm like, homie, back up this car real quick. Just go on, go on back it up. I can't be that close yeah. to this guy and not show him some love. Yeah. So, rolled down the window. I literally stuck my finger. I was like, come here. And, you know, a guy, they, they coming to the come mm-hmm. here sign. Mm-hmm. He came to the window. I literally put both of my hands on his face. It gave him a big kiss on his cheek. And I was like, you're my favorite. And, you know, he blushing or whatever. And he was like, I mean, y'all want to come kick it with us at the W? Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> going, absolutely. So me and my homegirl went um, up to their suite. It was him, his DJ, a few other guys. And we just went and hung, up, hung out up there. And shortly after we got there, he puts a CD player into the CD in the room. He's like, hey, um, I want to play my, my upcoming CD for y'all. This was a Sir Lucius Left Foot CD that he's playing damn near a year before it came out. So Mm -hmm. I am all in. Pretty much the only person in the room really trying to listen to the CD because I'm an honest fan. Um, 
And I told him, I was like, dude, I'm one of y'all biggest fans, like for real, for real. So as the CD keeps playing, I'm listening to stuff and I'm like, hey, that reminds me of track number such and such off the Dungeon Family CD. But he's like, okay, you really are a fan. I was like, yeah, I wasn't bullshitting, like for real, for real. So um, listen to the whole CD. I wanted to talk with him more in depth about music, but there was a uh, lady in the room that was very interested in him who kept intruding on our musical time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I so had you, to forego. You to rap about the music. I was really yeah. trying to rap about the music, and she wasn't letting us rap about the music. And he even appeared to be a smidgen annoyed at that. But um, it was jazzy. That was great. That was like jazzy. one of the she best nights ever. Jazzy Bell. She was there. Yes, it was definitely <laughs> Jazzy Bell. This is turning. This is turning to TMZ real quick. <laughs> it was Jazzy Bell. You know who Jazzy Bell is? Don't you? That's the song. Jazzy Bell. The song. Oh, <laughs> you have to change the intro. I got it. <laughs> you got to change the intro. My pickup is slow, man. My pickup is slow. Yeah, I actually, we know what we had to call this. I don't know anything about hip hop. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest and say I have not listened to any uh, the, the 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 oldest stuff that I've listened to by Outkast has probably been. Speaker box and love below. I haven't gone back to a lot of it, and I don't know why. That is like clutch the pearls. To I don't me. know why I haven't gone back to it because it is the kind of hip hop that does stand the, stand the test yeah. of time. Like I, if I if I heard bombs over Baghdad today, I'd be like, oh, that's still a jam. When uh, when you, it's still a jam. When you mentioned yeah. uh, when you mentioned the hip hop show, um, uh, today I was listening to. I was uh, cutting my grass today, and I had the out. I had my Outcast playlist playing, and I was listening to Bombs Over Baghdad. And I remember us arguing on the hip hop show about uh, what's jamming and what's not jamming, and so on and so <laughs> forth, and all of that. And they like you. Know, and, and the argument came, and I hope they're listening to the show. <laughs> all them punks. I hope they're listening to it right now. Uh, but uh, they, we were talking about um, the point where uh, the artists should kind of stick with what they know. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, there is no Outcast album that sounds like the one previous. Ap- that's one hundred percent correct, right. and they're all platinum albums. One hundred percent correct. So uh, you know that blows their theory out of the window completely because you won't call either one of them sorry lyricists. Mm-mm. You won't say the production is bad, and Definitely you won't not. say the music is bad. No, on any of the albums. So, uh, to you three, <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone. But no, you're right about that. That's that's one that's one of their strong points. They're, I mean, they are very original. I mean, because that's one of the reasons why I had no problem with Speaker Box and Love Below. Because yeah, to right. me, it was just kind of like, okay, he's being original in this way, and he's being original in this way. And, yeah. and I as just separate never, albums, I don't have an issue with either one of them. I just, just wanted to you want do a final an outcast. I just want an outcast album. Yeah, I That's all. I, I I don't have an issue. Again, I don't have an issue with either one of them. Now, I was a little concerned about that Idlewild movie. I loved it. I course. liked a lot of the songs on I that. Liked album. The songs on that. Morris Brown, but the movie. It was a movie. It was okay. It was, it was, was it? Wait a minute. Was it worse than Belly? <laughs> <laughs> nothing is worse than Belly. Well, except for poetic justice. No. But nothing is worse than you know. But the I, actually, movie. I promise. I really didn't have a problem with the movie. The only, but the, I liked all the actually. Music. Actually, I didn't hate the movie. I I was a little concerned with him singing to that corpse. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, the movie was cool. You know. 
Rooster was cool. I, I enjoyed. They even know? got me from that first video where they were playing the guitar and the then the juke joint was filling up with water. I was like, these are my boys. These are like these are a rich. These are artists. Yeah, I, and my favorite scene in the movie is the uh, when they do the bow tie song. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that whole the whole. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah, shit yeah. is that yeah. shit is blacker than black. Yeah. I just, I mean, that whole scene from beginning to end, they're doing the song and, you know, the whole juke joint, you know, scene and mm-hmm. all the dancing. And I, I, that is my favorite scene in that movie. I can stop and watch like that scene and then I don't have to see the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. especially when you start singing to the chorus. But so that's your only problem because I'm, <laughs> I'm hearing rave reviews. <laughs> But, don't but be it's the corpse. I just said I was concerned about him singing to the corpse. That's all. You know, he he was he was feeling a little bad. I get it, but damn, I you know you know. It, but no, I actually I actually enjoyed that whole. I liked the I liked all of that. You know, um, and that and Idlewild was really just kind of a compilation of it really was of yeah. the speaker box and love yeah, below. Janelle Monae was on it. I mean, it was a good album. It, it has a lot. Of, it had a lot of. Uh, a lot of the artists that they liked, it was a good compilation. It was a good album. But I if liked. I had to have them go back to something, I would like for them to go back and like recreate like Southern Playalistic. Yeah. yeah. That album just, I mean, yeah. you know, it was just, you know, when when you niggas in the point ain't changed. <laughs> you just get off. You know, it just the way, that it album was so Southern. That I mean, album yeah. was like that. That album might be near, yeah. near perfection. Just I from mean, beginning, it, it to just end. it was just so it was so iconic and 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 establishing the South I, and being I, unapologetically mm-hmm. Southern with it. I, I, I like and, that and just Southern black. I mean, it was yeah. like a Mississippi Delta record. Yeah. You know, it was yeah, like yeah. it was just one of those. I mean, just everything about it was like just it was just like it it was like you know buying barbecue at the gas station. It, you know, nothing but them lacks and hanging out at <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, hanging out nothing at Keys Park. Lacks. You know, yeah. it was just, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just that. Ayo, dogs. I don't, I don't. Seventy six. It just it that you know it, everything about that record. That that record yeah. probably is near perfection from beginning to end. Yeah. It was good. Like you know the crumbling herb. Mm. All, it just all of it was just like super dope. Yeah. I mean, I I can't. There aren't a lot of records that you could put in the. You can't call perfect. Yeah. You know, because it, it it couldn't have been. I don't. I, I'm trying to think of like a weak track on the song There's on that not. album, and I don't really think there was like a weaker track on that whole record. I mean, even the skits are off the. That's what I was just and gonna say. We're skits. on the same page. They are the king yeah. of interludes and oh, skits. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Kim and Cookie. <laughs> Come here, Kim. Kim and Cookie is the best. It peaches. They should. They should have a. They. They should have a Grammy award for for interludes just just for them. What was the song from Boys in the Hood uh, that had the chick talking in the? And she was like, "And you hear it was, the ice it was like the it was Ice, ice Cube, Cube song. song. It was like it was like that. It's, yeah, uh, all yeah, of the yeah, skits yeah, are kind of yeah, like yeah. that, where you just yeah. kind of you're looking Welcome for that. Welcome to L.A. Yeah, you kind of work. You you kind of. Uh, you kind of looking for that. The that you're as right. Much that's, as the songs. that's a perfect example because mm. it was the interludes were a story. Yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. each one built on the one before. I mean, and it was like they were telling the story during the mm-hmm. whole thing, and they created characters. I can't remember good. what album it's on, but I, I think he says uh, they. I, I don't know why I remember it as being so funny to me um, when he talks about the uh, 
uh, buying weed. He goes to somebody's house and he says, yes. I want to buy the weed. And he says, uh, he says, uh, for you, it's $65. He was like, well, it was $50 last week. Wait, you got a $15 plane ticket on it? <laughs> he said, no, he said, he said, it's that L.A. No, this that L.A. He said, well, they got a $15 plane right, ticket. Right, right. <laughs> I just, I don't remember that bit. It's funny as hell. And I'm like, rewound that just to hear yeah. that whole skit again. But that, I mean, that's important because that's one thing that a lot of New York rap didn't have. Didn't A lot of them no. didn't have comedy. It, it was kind of hardcore then, yeah, too. Yeah, so, yeah. so I feel like Outkast kind of softened it up just yeah, a bit, but yeah, they ain't no yeah. soft niggas. Let's, no, you know, no, get no, in, no. They're very, very hard. Well, but, he uh, said he'll heat the barrel till it's empty. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, but I don't know nothing about heating the barrel. Speaking of so, characters, I think a lot barrel. of people forget that Andre had a cartoon. How many rappers you know I had a cartoon? About that. Wow. I forgot about that. He had a cartoon. I forgot about that. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I did, oh. he did have a cartoon, yeah. and he did. There were good voicing, good voice characters yeah. on it too. Yeah, and it, it did good. it run it for maybe about a year. Oh, was it? Dr- what was the name? I can't oh. think of the name of it, but it was good. Google Machine. Oh, yeah. I don't think I knew about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're checking our research uh, department. The research <laughs> department. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. What y'all, what, so, what did y'all think about that clothing line he came out with? I, I, I did the choose. I thought it was dope. I liked it. Now, a friend of mine actually <laughs> met Andre here in Dallas, and he wanted to make him the rep of his clothing line. Uh, he was very serious about that clothing line, and I thought he it was dope. It. I couldn't wear none of the shit, but I thought, well, the shirts I could wear, but they were like, he was selling them in Barney's or something. They were like $250 a piece. He was, he was making sure it was exclusive as hell. You know, and and uh, but I did like it. Yeah, I like yeah, the sneaker line that's out now, yeah. though. He he has a new, st- but that's that tree torn stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't he redo tree torn? Or I don't know. I just my first time seeing it last year, and uh, the sneaker line that he got out. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they're actually nice. They're something I would wear. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, like a puma. That uh, I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's uh, that's uh. Andre kind of fits that whole mode of like these uber creative people. Yes, you know, very much so. Because you know, you don't you. It's like uh, who have we talked about? Like uh, Solange, <coughs> and uh, right. You know, they kind of like they got all. They're of this, creatives. Yeah, it's just, and it doesn't just it doesn't. It's not limited to music. Right. They're just creatives, which is another reason why I never. I mean, I know you didn't have any issue with Speaker Box of Love Below, but Andre was a creative. But big boy is music. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's music. Mm-hmm. He is. He's all about the hip hop. But Andre is gonna be like acting. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Clothing line. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually did some kind of art with some different kinds of media with different formats of art, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I could just see him doing a lot of different stuff because yeah. that's that's where his art, his creativity was taking him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he actually does draw. So yeah. Uh, okay. And he speaks about that in his rhymes. He used to draw mm-hmm. in school. Class of 3000. That was the name of the cartoon. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Hmm, I have to look that up. I don't think I ever it, saw I, that. I actually saw a few episodes yeah. back when I was giving my money to Time Warner. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cute little show. It was a cute little show. It, it was. Mm. I, I think Andre speaks to something I mentioned earlier about evolving and growing and doing more than one thing. And I think that's another reason why I really like understand and appreciate him i think that 
from a young age, we're often taught to find that thing that we want to do. And that leads us to believe that it's singular. And the older that I have one thing. Right. The older that I become, the more I realize that that is crazy for you to tell me that there's one thing that I should pick that I should be good at. And I think that is something that Andre figured out very early on. He does not have to do one thing. God made us to be very infinite creatures. And it's our job to figure out what's in us and to get it out. And I think Andre really embodies that. And he really sees himself and he is a true artist and he's just trying to get everything out of him. I've once heard him or read uh, an interview that he did. He said he's not interested in making music unless he has something to say. Right. 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 So, I mean, that kind of shuts a lot of stuff down and he's not trying to compete with this mumble rap out here. You know, that, that you in love with a stripper. Ooh, ah. Yeah, so right, right. I, I remember, <laughs> right. uh, um, I can't remember the song. It was it was an album after uh, it was an album Aunt Big Boy's first album after Love uh, Speaker Box, and uh, he was saying that he was uh, Big Boy was in the studio and he was playing music. Andre just happened to come by because you know they own the studio together. He just happened to come by and he was like, "Oh, I like that track. Let me get on it." He hadn't been on anything for like, you Mm -hmm. know, he's just like, he's just, and that was just kind of his thing from that point forward. He just, he never really says, he never gets on a rap anymore unless he has something to say. And I think that that's, you know, that, that speaks volumes about who the kind of person he is um, uh, with regard to, you know, how he's, you know, he listens more than he speaks. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? He kind of just, he's paying attention to the landscape. Right. But even when he gets on a rhyme, it's it's fresh it's mm-hmm. like right right it's like right for the time and he does have something to say with it and, it's, and uh the same thing with that rick ross song he was just like i heard the song and i just wanted to get on it you know mm-hmm. so it was real cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love love I, I i love outcast i think uh andre 3000 fits into my top 10 somewhere yeah oh yeah uh, as a as just as a rapper, he fits into my top ten somewhere, mm-hmm. which I think you know. Uh, I don't think a whole lot of people say that. I I've seen people on sites try to put him in there. All right, man, I'm trying to be, <laughs> trying to act like I'm, you know. Well, I'm just saying. I think that he's. Dumb, I think dumb. he's. Well, what you just write about it then? I, I'll never. I'll I'll I will never write down my top ten for anybody to. They're going to come back and say what you said, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't want them to come back and be talking about, you know, I don't feel like that argument. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Like, you know, because my top 10 is probably real. Uh, oh, they, it's probably uh, all over the place. Well, give you one of them. You just started listening to hip hop to 1993 anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah you know all shit. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's that, what, what's that you got in your hand there? Oh. Is that some outcast paraphernalia or something? Yes, it is. And this was actually one of my opening lines to Big Boy when I saw him that night. <laughs> And I still have this. I don't even know what year it is. Uh, 2005, apparently, is when I received this. Anybody who knows me knows I am a serious Outcast fan. And I have what I am sure is one of the few Outcast calendars. Okay, that's what I, I looked over. I said, like a calendar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was ever produced that I have kept it. This calendar actually stayed up in my salon for at least three years. 
and I will still flip it. No, no bad luck. And uh, my, my clients, when they would go to make their appointment, they would always the calendar and they'd be like, oh, this ain't the right calendar. I'm like, no, it's not. And you know, as long as I have an establishment, there will be this outcast calendar hanging up. So, so refer to no your phone. Long, it was no longer a calendar. It was a piece of art. It was exactly. art. It was art hanging up. And, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yes, yeah. I brought this for show and tell. Show and tell. That's cool. This is my uh, outcast calendar, and it has various pictures from uh, Speaker Box, The Love Blow. That's like a collector's item. It probably I know. There's is. no way yeah. I will throw this away. Yeah. There's not a chance. Yeah. It yeah. probably is. Yeah. And what I told Big Boy that was, please make another the, calendar. That so picture at the top clown. of Andre Benjamin, the one in his suit. And Petty. It's like my, that is like my favorite picture. Like, it is a hot picture. Yeah. I, I always thought that was like the coolest shit in the world. Yeah. I love that picture. I like the picture of Big Boy in the, uh, the wicker chair. That's just so 70s throwback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good melding of of of, of uh, 70s pimp and 2000s pimp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir Lucius Leftfoot. Have okay. you guys saw any of his new videos, um, Big Boy? I've seen one online on Which YouTube. Which one? I want to say it has something to do. I can't remember the title. I don't know why I want to say chocolate. Oh, I didn't see that one. But I've seen one. Of, I've seen one of them online. But you know, a lot of times. I'm looking at videos on YouTube, and sometimes they're fan videos, but they're so yeah. well done. I don't know if it's an official video or not. Yeah. So I don't know that I've seen an official video on his, like his channel. Yeah. But I know he has some, because he just put out an album like, like this year or last year, mm -hmm. right? Was it the end of last year? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was recent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I saw a couple. The one with Adam, Adam Levine, Levine. Oh, from uh, Maroon 5. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the one that's more heavily played all night, which when I first heard it, I was like, I mean, I love me some big boys, so I got to love it. It was just almost a little gumball machine for me. And then I saw the video and I got it. The video was really cute. Okay. And I got what he was trying to say, and it made me laugh. And it was Big Boy being Big Boy. And I absolutely loved it. So once I saw the video, I actually liked the song. A little more, even though it wasn't as heavy as some of his some of his lyrics and rhymes can be. Hmm. But it, it was funny. In the other video with Adam Adam uh, Levine, Levine, Levine yeah. it, it had it had a comical element to it too. So it just seems like he out there having fun and uh, living exactly. his life and creating music because that's what he wants to do and buying owls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He buys owls because roses smell like boo-boo. Hey. <laughs> well. <laughs> we got a lot of material for the title for this, for this I'm episode. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> oh, my God. The, uh, yeah, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, that that thing is is uh, great to mention because, you know, I've always said that in here recently I I find myself admiring uh, Cardi B because she doesn't take herself too seriously. Right. And I think that that's when you're talking about Andre and his creativity and those kinds of things, how you just, you stop being afraid of things mm -hmm. and, kind, you know, and just kind of just doing whatever it is that kind of makes you happy or, you know, gives you some peace or gives you some joy and you just kind of do those things. And if there's some kind of creative outlet, then it's, you know, it's good for not only you, 
but it's good for people to see. See you mm-hmm. being fearless. Yeah. 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 And just see you doing it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, that's, and that's a good thing. You know, I just, I, I fear, you know, and I, and I think we've talked about this before. Samara kind of brought it up. Is that, you know, at we were growing up, we were taught to get jobs, get careers. Absolutely. You know, instead of, you know, finding something to. Or something. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. we all kind of, you Absolutely. know, stuck in these kind of, Absolutely. you know, these corporate lanes. That, you know, Absolutely. And that's kind of where the podcast came from. You know, yeah. It's kind of like, you know what? This is what we like to do, and we can just keep right. playing. Yeah. Right. So let's just do that thing. Yeah. I have one. We'll get it. Let's believe that. <laughs> so we're gonna have to ask our, our fans when they listen to this uh, if they if they're a team Andre or team Big Boy. Is that a question? Uh, no, we'll don't ask that. that. That's too tough. Uh, that's that's yeah. too a, tough. a good question. But I'm team. Why are you getting serious when I ask the question? But I'm team Andre. A good question would be. Y'all think they broke up or not? Right. Uh, 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 if you are Team Speaker Box or Team Love uh, Below. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah okay. So you, I, you didn't have plenty of uh, <laughs> quotes today. You got one? I don't have any quotes. You ain't got one? No. I, like I know you. I know, I know Miss Mara has one. I, I have a final quote. And um, I, of course, had to delight myself in pulling up old Outcast and Dungeon Family music. Until you're really ready to say fuck your fear, you are not alive. Well, okay. We're going to end it with that thing. You heard it, right? I was getting ready to that say resonated. something else, but I got to stop. <laughs> yeah. Say, I, I, I'll just say, I'll leave, I'm, I'm going to leave mine right here. That's it? Okay. Yeah, though. Mic drop. <laughs> As always, thank you all for listening to Psycho Music Lyricology. You can listen, like, and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Podbean or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Like us on Twitter. I'm sorry. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. And follow us on Twitter at Psychofellas. Be sure to check out the blog at psychomusiclyricology.com. We can be contacted at psychomusiclyricology at gmail.com or call us and leave us a message 469-606-9534. Until the next time, peace. Peace. Peace.